What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Sheepdog Nation's podcast with your host, Autumn Clifford. That's me. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about why cops do not fit in. Um, We just don't fit into this normal world, and uh, it's something that we need to talk about. I don't really think anyone's talking about it. So, of course, I'm going to talk about it. If you're brand new to me, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to this podcast. Um, I am a former police officer. I've been a police officer since I turned 20 years old. Unfortunately, I got hurt on the job. It really put me out. I'm still dealing with awful back issues. I, I'm hoping it's going to go away. I was awful young to get hurt um, and deal with this. Uh, so say a prayer for me if you can. And um, But what I have done is I've decided that, you know what, I may not be able to be you know, on the road and be a sheepdog out and, um, you know, protecting and serving on the front line. So I'm going to take care of the sheepdogs and I'm going to say and do the things, um, that a lot of you can't because you're in the job or you're the spouse of one. And, and, um, you, you know, maybe you, you don't really know the full, um, you know, like what it's like to be a cop. So I'm going to help you out that way. And I'm going to help out the sheepdogs uh, by saying most of the shit that you can't. I want to, I just want to advise you that uh, I am going to swear in this podcast. Um, so if you have children, put headphones on or turn it down. Um, it's just one of those things. Okay. So let's dive right on. And I, I want to preface this uh, episode and I want to tell you why I'm doing it is I'm doing it because I just feel like there's a lot of stuff around police officers, especially lately, right? Like, let's be honest, like our country's been in a war with police officers uh, since Obama and, you know, we kind of still are. And, um, you know, I actually got very inspired because I just recently watched the Flint Town um, Netflix series. And if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I, I literally, I'll, I'll be straight with you. I, I don't binge watch anything. I do not watch TV. Adam and I, my fiance, uh, we watch like a movie once or twice a week tops. Like I, I literally have a hundred thousand other things to do and I'd rather do other things. But when I got told about three times in one day to watch Flint Town, and then I did, I literally binge watched that and got it done within a day. And, um, it was a really, really, really good show. It was a good, it just really showed, you know, um, what real police work is and what it's like out there. And they didn't sugarcoat anything, but then they also talked about the perspective from the citizens, which it was nice to hear. A lot of them still have no idea what it's like to be a cop. Uh, most of society has no idea what it's like to be a police officer. They don't not, they do not know the life that we live. Um, and so that's where I come in. And this is why I want to talk about this. Okay. So the first thing that like, let's touch on is that cops do not fit in because we are not normal. And if you're a soldier or a veteran, you know, active duty, or you're a veteran, um, then you're going to be able to relate to this too. And if you're a first responder in any capacity, you're going to be able to relate to this. I'm just going to say that I am a former police officer and I'm marrying a state trooper. And so obviously the blue line, the blue line is really near and dear to me, but I still really love all sheepdogs. So I just want you to know I'm talking to you too. But we are just are not normal. Okay. Like we're just not, especially cops. We're not normal. We rush, rush, rush. Um, you know, we rush into work and then we have our quick briefing and then we have to rush out onto the road to deal with people's shit. Okay. We're out there and we're dealing with people's problems like all the time. And 
it's it's not normal. It's not normal to suit up and like what we call put our Superman like suit on, right? And go and, you know, be at everyone's beck and call and, you know, handle all these problems. I mean, I was 20 years old and I was dealing with issues. I mean, I would literally counsel 40 and 50 and 60 year olds on what to do. And I'm 20 years old. I mean, it, it really makes you grow up very, very quickly. And, but at the same time, it's not normal. Now I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that go and take a look at the rest of society. Like, are they doing that? Are they dealing with everybody else's shit all the time? No. Are they meeting, you know, people at their worst days? No, they're not. But cops are, okay? Like, they're literally police officers. We go to the academy and we're literally trained problem solvers. That's what we are. You call us when you have a problem. You don't fucking call us because it's your birthday and you want us to come and be with you. <laughs> I mean, maybe you might. I've seen a few kids do it, right? But, like, you don't do that. You don't call us to you know, tell us how great your day is going. No, you call us when you're in absolute complete fucking panic. You're in hysterics. Something really bad's going on. And you call the police. Now, here's what I want to tell you. You know, that takes a toll on a human being. Okay. Right, wrong, or indifferent. It just does. I mean, can you imagine of dealing with negative negativity your entire life? Like, you know, and I'll tell you, police officers, while, you know, full time is 40 hours a week. I do not know any cop that works just 40 hours a week. I, I know none. Um, you are minimum working 48, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Okay. It's very common. So you have to think about that. So like 80 hours a week, even just 40, 40 hours a week, you're dealing with everybody else's shit. You're dealing with the negativity. You're solving problems that you know, are bad. They're bad problems, you know, like, you know, the, the heroin, we have a heroin epidemic, a drug epidemic going on up in my state. And it was, it's awful. It's awful to deal with. It's awful to see people in that state. It's awful. You know, you have to, you have to fucking, you know, you see people die, you see people overdose, and then you see what it does to the families and it's awful. You know, you have to deal with domestic situations constantly, right? And, and that sucks. It just sucks. And it takes a toll on you. It, it, it just does you know, and so, you know, we get a lot of shit as police officers, as sheepdogs, we get a lot of shit for being like robots or emotionless, right? Especially if you're a spouse of one, you're like, yeah, my fucking husband, my fiance, my boyfriend, he fucking, he's an asshole. <laughs> and, and a lot of times I'm sure if you're the spouse, like you need to call your spouse out on it. I know Adam and I both have to do that for one another. Um, and it's because, you literally get trained in the academy to put your game face on. It's like, you, you know, you just do and you can't let shit affect you. And um, so, you know, it, it we don't fit in, right? This What we do is not normal. You know, if you're if you're a police officer, you're a first responder, sheepdog, you're not normal. Like, you need to know that. No, number one, sheepdogs are not normal. Sheepdogs are not the prime, like not of what the um, – what the population is uh, primarily comprised of. And like, you need to pat yourself on the back for that. Like you need to be super proud of that. And I want you to know, I'm so proud of every single sheepdog listening to this podcast. Like, I don't give a fuck if you don't hear it all the time. I don't give a fuck if you don't believe me. I don't give a shit if you're just going to shake this off your shoulders. I'm telling you not to. I'm telling you that I'm like super proud of you because there just are not enough people um, willing to suit up and deal with the shit that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. And if you are not patting yourself on the back, if you're not like sitting down and really um, like taking a look at that, then you're, you're doing yourself a major disservice. And this is a conversation that I have with my fiance a lot because when I was in the job, I did not take a step back. I did not look at this, right? And so 
this was something that I just took for granted. I'm like, well, I'm just, you know, this is just who I am. Like I'm a cop. Like that's just what I do. But it's like, yeah, I chose to be a police officer. And because I did, that's a very noble career. It's a very respectful thing to get into because, I mean, you're literally suiting up and prepared to fucking die every single day, just like you are as a soldier, right? And so very respectable. And, you know, you need to pat yourself on the back. There's a lot that goes on with this job. There's a lot that goes on um, that a lot of people don't know. They they just they take everything for surface, you know, value face value. You know, like when I was, when I was on the job, I'd roll up. Like I remember I had just fucking like scraped somebody up off the ground. It was an awful fucking, it was an awful crash. And, um, it was awful. It just, it fucked me up. It fucked me up. Okay. And, um, it was awful and I got extended and I worked like a shit ton of overtime. Then I like had to go back home, sleep for like four hours, get the fuck back up and go, go into shift and then like dealing with everybody else's shit right after like what I had to face and like what I had to deal with. It was, it was, um, it was an OUI fatal crash and she actually went to my college and my, one of my best friends was her, um, her RA. And so it was like pretty close to home and, and it was just, it just was so unnecessary. Right. But so it fucked me up. Like it really fucked me up. And, um, And then like, I just remember having to deal with like all these people's problems after that. And I'm like, you know what? Like you're fucking the squirrel in your fucking basement is nothing. Okay. Like you need to shut the fuck up and you know, oh, and this fucking bullshit Facebook harassment, this is also nothing. And like, I'm not dealing with this. And you know, just all of this stuff, like I just felt like was bullshit. And so like my emotionless asshole or bitch face definitely came out and you know, you don't realize it when you're in the job. Like you, you don't, you don't really understand. You don't see the toll that like this job has on you and like how it transforms you into this like robotic person. And, um, everyone else around you does. Right. And it's just unique. And I don't really think that you can change it. And I don't. And, and for a spouse or a civilian, listen to this, like, don't try to change your officer. Don't try to change your sheepdog because the emotionless aspect is what's going to save their lives. Okay. You know, I was watching in Flinttown and I talked to you about this, but I was watching Flinttown and an officer said it, he had to go deal with this this, um, guy and he was 15 years old and, and whatever, whatever. And he gets back in the car in Flinttown and he, and he says it, he says, you know, I have a son who's 15 years old and, you know, you just, you just ask yourself, you know, like, what can I do to make sure that my son doesn't end up like this 15 year old? And then like, he's like talking about it. And then he says, he goes, you you just can't take anything personal in this job. If you take it personal, it will fucking kill you. Like you cannot do this job and take things personal. And what I want to, I want to really bring to your attention is that's not normal. <laughs> it just is not normal. You know, it, it is not normal. How can you not you know, when you see a dead body or when you have to deal with something that's close to home for you, right? Because your children are that age, your spouse is that age, your mom or dad, like whatever, it just really fucking resonates. Like every normal human being, you're going to feel something. But as, as a sheepdog, as a first responder, like you have got to train, you've got to be trained and you've got to hold yourself to this standard that is literally almost impossible. You, you have to do it if you're going to get through the job. 
if you're going to get through that moment, you're going to get through that shift, right? Like you've got to, you've got to deal with it. And so, you know, these are just some things. These are, these are why cops don't fit in. We just don't fit in because nobody has to deal with this fucking shit. So what happens, you know, and then on our off time, we're different people. You know, we're just, we're either really want to let loose. So we're going to get fucking hammered. A lot of people get, a lot of cops just get fucking hammered. They just want to let loose. They want to try to be normal. And then like, obviously, if you don't know this, but when cops get together, usually it's a big old shit show. Everyone's hammered and everyone's a big party animal. (laughs) I mean, that's typically how it is, you know, and, and I can't exactly say like, that's super normal. It's not super normal to, you know, go out with people and be like constantly on edge. Um, it's not super normal to go out in go have some, like go out with a bunch of the guys that you work with. Right. And like the wives and, and that's typical, but it's not typical for, you know, to be targeted just because you look like you could be cops. Like that's happened. I know cops that have been fucking ganged up on. They went out they were with like not even doing anything, but they looked like cops and all of a sudden four or five guys fucking jumped them. So here they are three fucking cops and they're defending themselves just because they look like cops. You know, they look like they're in the military, right? Like that's not normal. That's not fucking normal. Like normal people don't have to worry about that. Right. And so this is just like part of the stuff like that, you know, why cops aren't normal. You know, you have to understand that, you know, on the job, like if you're dealing with police officers, like we have like a checklist in our head that we have to go through, like in the academy, like you learn how to become efficient and on FTO, I would say, I'd say on FTO after the academy, you really learn how to be become efficient because, you know, let's just be honest, like law enforcement as a whole is completely understaffed, way understaffed. The resources, there just are not enough resources. And so, you know, I would say police officers all across the country are doing the work of two or three police officers. Um, and so what happens is you become you know, efficient and how you become efficient is you have like a checklist, right? You have like this checklist that you fucking have to go through. And because you're going through this checklist, like what happens? You become robotic, right? It's a, it's a robotic thing and you just have to get through it. It's like, no, wait a minute. I've got to ask you these questions. Shut the fuck up so I can ask you these questions. I mean, that's literally how it becomes. And, um, you know, people see that and they're like, oh, you're not being human. You're, you know, you're such an asshole. Like he's just, you know, he's just being a dick and and all these things. And it's like, well, you just don't know the other side. Like I have to get through this. I have to ask you these questions. There's certain things I need to know in order to figure out if it fits as a crime, if, you know, if this is what we think it is, if it's something else, like there's things I have to do to figure it out. And you don't see that. You don't understand that, you know? And, and, um, you know, and I, I don't know how normal it really is, is to be, to learn how to, arrive in that kind of environment of where like, everything is just a list. Like, I don't know, maybe it's normal, but I don't really think it is, you know, you know, and, and it's definitely not normal to see the shit that we see, you know, and I, I touched on it, but you know, it's not normal to see dead bodies every single day. It's not normal. It's not normal to see the awful crashes, the awful deaths, the, to deal with the, awful, you know, abuse, uh, situations and calls and, and that, I mean, it's just awful. And, and it is very difficult for police officers not to see themselves or see their family in the, in these situations. And it's not normal. And here's the problem. I'm going to tell you a problem. There is not enough fucking support for us. There just isn't. I have not come across any agency. And if there is, please 
email me. I want to know because I, I will make this correction, but I really have not come across any agency that fully fucking supports these officers. Like I fully believe police officers need life coaches, ones who know what they're doing. I, I really believe that it's like a goal of mine someday to implement this, you know, no cop wants to go see a psychiatrist. Like they just don't. Right. But like, what if we set up our police officers with life coaches and every week or biweekly they're meeting with these people and, and they're talking about their life because yes, it all stems from the job, but it translates into their life. Right. And you can just help these officers from day one, like get their shit together and like have this person to talk to who's not going to tell them that they're crazy and who's not going to judge them and who is going to understand. Right. Like that's the biggest thing. And you know, there's no support like that. You know, if you go see a counselor, you go see a psychiatrist and you feel crazy. I mean, I went and saw a counselor. I got diagnosed with PTSD and an anxiety disorder from the job. Um, you know, and I'm sure for the people listening, like you're in the, you're in a pretty similar boat. I guarantee that. Um, but what I'm saying is like, not a lot of people want to, not a lot of cops want to go deal with that. You know, they don't want, they don't want to go do that. And so like, we need support. We need more resources. We need more feet on the ground, you know, um, as far as officers. So officers aren't getting fucking slammed with all this shit all the time. When we go from having to deal to go to call, to call, to call, to call, and then fucking, you know, and, and then you have to get the reports done and you have to deal with these calls. Like you have to emote your emotions are, you know, flaring. You don't know what's going on. You don't, you don't know if like you're going to have to shoot somebody and then you have to taste somebody. Then you're going to be in a fight with somebody. Like you don't know what's going on from minute to minute, literally in the job. You have no idea. And so like you're dealing with all of that and you know, there's nothing, there's no support. And then you have admin up your fucking ass. You need to get these reports done. We have no fucking overtime. Like we have nobody to cover these shifts. So now you're fucking ordered and you're like, wait, that's like my one fucking day off this week. And they're like, yep, well that fucking sucks. So then you have no time to, you know, decompress. You have no time with your family. I mean, there's a lot that goes into this fucking job. I mean, there's no way, no way officers in this job are going to be normal. There just isn't. And so, um, you, you know, usually in business, you know, you're not fucking forced to work the way that you are. In other jobs, you're not exactly forced over to work so that you have no days off. Typically, you know, people get days off, but I'll tell you, it's very common in police work to have zero days off for fucking long periods, you know, for weeks on end. And, and that's not healthy. You know, it's not healthy. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty, in my mind, if you're a police officer, it's kind of dry as to why we're not fucking normal. But if you don't know, then I'm, I'm really glad that you're, you know, that you're listening to this. You know, I think what I want to leave you with is, um, because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep going on and on and on and be, you know, beating a dead horse. But what, what I really want to point out to you, I just really want to point out to you that I really feel like the job today is like an incubator, you know, and, and like when police work happened, before social media, it was police work just happened, right? So if a cop made a decision that wasn't a really good decision, like the agency and the department would handle it and the cop would get fucking in trouble, right? But now it's, it's the police officers fucking crucified and it's not even, you don't even know if the cop made a good judgment or not. Like you as the media, as a civilian, you have no fucking idea. I don't even care what the body cam says. I really don't because it's only showing you a, a part of what is really going on. You have no idea about the prior knowledge. You have no idea what that cop knows about the person. Cause I can't tell you how many times like I go to calls. 
I would go to calls and I would know I would have a ton of information that maybe nobody even fucking knew that I knew because I fucking dealt with this person or I got intel on the road that, you know, there was a guy and he's on bath salts and he has a gun. You know, like maybe I knew that from just talking to somebody who just ran out of that house that nobody fucking knows that I know that. You know what I mean? Or nobody knows I got some intel from the night before about the situation. And so obviously, you know, my gun's out where my partner's gun's not out because he doesn't know yet, like the situation. And then once I tell him, he takes his gun out. But that's like all stuff that so many people don't know when they don't see, you know? And So, you know, that's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. The media crucifying officers all the time. I mean, it's a lot of stress, you know, and then we, and we have our admin and the problem with the admin nowadays, no offense to any admin listening, but I want you to hear me, like really hear me. Police work is not how it is today, the way when you were on the road, even if you were on the road five years ago, I promise it's not, you know, my fiance and I, um, we, we got into law enforcement eight years ago. And we both discussed right now how fucking different it is. It's like, holy shit. In just eight years is completely night and day different. And, you know, um, I, I can't even imagine, I mean, I can't even imagine like, you know, the, just how different it is from, you know, 10, 20 years ago. You know, I mean, I talked to a lot of old school cops and they'll tell me it was a fucking, you know, it was a cowboy. They're all cowboys. <laughs> you know what I mean? They did real police work and they got shit done. And they never had to really worry about Monday morning quarterbacking. Like they didn't have to worry about that um, because they just handled it within the department. And you don't have to worry about the fucking media being up your ass. You know that that alone, that's a lot of pressure on a cop. I mean, it's so much. And it, it, maybe the, you know, maybe your officer, if you're a spouse of one, or if you are a cop, like maybe you don't talk about it. But I want you to know, like I know that that pressure. I know that there's. 10 times more pressure, um, about an officer, like making the correct decision as far as, you know, a deadly force situation. I mean, we just see a lot of officers I know in Maine, not fucking using deadly force because they're afraid. They're afraid of the outcome. I mean, I've been in situations myself where I've seen other officers who should have used a deadly force situation, but they didn't, they would have been completely justified and it was stupid that they didn't and they could have lost their lives. But they, but they didn't because they're fucking afraid. And what are we doing? We're patting them on the ass saying, good job. And so, you know, what are we breeding? We're breeding more of that, you know? Sorry, that's a little side rant. But it's true because we, because our admin don't have a fucking clue. The white shirt's upstairs. They've been upstairs. They have no fucking idea what it's like. And all they are doing is coming down on their officer's asses because they're getting fucking shit from the, the public, you know, and they're not telling the public right where to fucking go because again, we work for the fucking cities and you know, the counties and all this stuff, you know, so it sucks. It definitely sucks. You know, my opinion is, is that fucking admins need to stand up for their officers. It doesn't fucking matter what it takes. You stand up for your guys. Cause those fucking guys and girls are out there. They're the ones on the road and they're the ones who fucking, you know, are fucking dealing with all this shit. So that's my opinion. They need to be fucking standing up for us. And I can't stand that they don't, you know, no more brother and sisterhood. That's really, I fucking hate that because I truly believe in that. That's like a whole nother rant. But anyways, as I was saying, it really is like an incubator. And so I just want you to know that if you are the cop, listen, if you are a cop, I want you to know that I know exactly how you feel. And I'm not going to tell you that there's any easy way to deal with it. There just isn't. But here's the thing, you know, such get yourself some good support, whether it's, you know, you hang out here, whether it's you come onto my Instagram, which is at the lady sheepdog, you come into our Facebook group, which is sheepdog nation. Um, 
you know, you have a good spouse, you make sure that your spouse is educated, you talk to your spouse. Maybe you've got like a, co- a couple of friends who's a cop or a friend and like you talk about it. Like don't keep the shit inside. Like that's something like, I have to force Adam to talk with me sometimes because sometimes he really doesn't want to talk about it. But like we got to get it out. You know, the worst thing you can do as a police officer is just internalize this shit. Go see a counselor. Go fucking hire a life coach. Like, talk to somebody. It's the best thing you could ever do. I I, I promise you. It changed my life. And it, it's what led me to, you know, being smart enough to know that when I got injured, my life wasn't over. You know, a lot of fucking cops get injured and they, they really fucking believe their life is over. But I, I knew better. And I wouldn't fucking let it be anything other than what it is. You know what I mean? Like I knew that it was just an injury and my life wasn't over. And that was because, you know, I ha- I hired a life coach and I, you know, I had a counselor and I knew, you know, you kind of had to pull your head out of the sand. And sometimes like as a police officer, like our heads get so far down, you know, in the sand because of all the shit that we're dealing with, um, you know, we, we kind of forget what like reality is. And that's the truth. Like we, we need to, we need to put ourselves you know, first, and we need to um, get, gain clarity in our own heads. And, th- and that's difficult to do. So take time off, take your vacations, take your time off. Um, you know, when you're on your days off, don't be out watching all this cop stuff. You know, don't be filling your fucking newsfeed full of like the cops and media and all this stuff. Take care of your mind, take care of your body, take care of your family. You know, know that you're different. Be around people who accept you for being different, um, you know, and, and just be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself. I'm fucking proud of you. You know, wear that uniform with pride, you know, don't look like a fucking soup sandwich, (laughs) you know, and, uh, shine your fucking boots once in a while and, and be proud of the work that you do because honestly, you're rare. You are very, very rare. You're a sheepdog. You are very rare. And what you do is highly, highly respectable. Not a lot of people would do what you do. And you need to know it and you need to own it. That's what I have for you today, Sheepdog Nation. Um, if you guys have any questions at all, I want you to, as always, go on to Instagram, direct message me at the Lady Sheepdog, email me at autumn at autumnclifford.com. And um, I would love to hear any feedback you have. If you like this, I'd love it if you gave it a rating. If you want to comment below, you're um, able to do that. And um, I will see you next Tuesday because that's when I drop my next episode. I want you to be paying attention to um, becoming a, a writer for a, for a magazine. It's called The Law Enforcement Times. Go look them. Go look them up. Um, I have an article I wrote last week. It was a pretty good one. It was the fourth. It was a... Uh, 10 things that uh, an officer wants her spouse to know. You should go look it up. It's good stuff. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.